friends, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing my sexual assault story. So if that's something that's going to be triggering for you, then don't listen to the episode. But I want to make this episode in order to release my shame about this experience and to show others that they're not alone. I saw someone post on Instagram how you shouldn't let your pain live inside of you. You should have it live inside of your art. So I wrote this poem for my pain to live in. It's called, It's Just Him. It's just him. I always liked kissing boys on a night out. It made me feel wanted. And God only knows how badly I want it to be wanted. But I didn't mean by everyone. I didn't mean by an unfamiliar hand. It's just him. I didn't mind the public display of affection. But I didn't mean I didn't mind if others joined. Surrounded by friends, I thought I was safe. It's just him. We're just having fun. But who's having fun at whose expense? I lock lips with the boy I trust and he runs his fingers through my hair. I'm starting not to have fun anymore. It's just him. Maybe wearing a skirt was a bad idea. It's just him. Who knew a guy could have three hands? It's just him. A lie I tell myself with my eyes glued shut over and over again, hoping if I think it enough, I could make it the truth. It's just him. I always liked going out to eat with friends and doing a recap of last night's events but I didn't like the story my friend told this time. It's just him until it's not just him until it's her. Why didn't you stop her? I asked myself because there was no one to stop. It was just him. I say knowing if I had stopped her, I would have had to admit that it was happening, that it was not just him, but it's over now until it's not over until my body is reliving the experience with someone new, someone I think I can trust. They tell me I'm a survivor, but if I'm a survivor, why doesn't my body agree? Why doesn't my body feel safe? Why is my body screaming at me that it's her, even when it really is just him and I alone together? It's just him. A true statement I tell myself with my eyes wide open over and over again, hoping I can believe it. I hope one day my body can believe it. And they'll tell me I'm so brave for telling my story. But if I'm so brave, why do I still feel so powerless? And if it wasn't my fault, why do I still feel so scared and ashamed to read this poem out loud? So what happened was I was at this post game with my friends and I was kissing the boy that I had a crush on. And then I felt someone touching me down there. And if it was the boy that I liked, you know, that would have been okay because I did like him. And... The thing is, it wasn't him, it was somebody else who obviously didn't have my consent. And at the time, I was in denial. I didn't want to believe that something like this would happen. You know, that someone would be, you know, so mean to just violate me like that. And so then I kept telling myself over and over again, like, it's just him, it's just him, don't worry about it, just relax. And then I found out the next day that I was actually right, and it wasn't just him. Because my we went out to eat, me and my friends, and then my friend told me that her roommate did this. I guess I'll say her name. Her name is Naira. I don't know last names, but she was like, oh, Naira told me that she, like, fingered you. And I was like, what the heck? That was her. And then I was like to my friend, why didn't you say anything when it was happening? But my friend said that she didn't know. She just found out because she told her. And I guess it was kind of like, 
I guess she was kind of being like, uh, you know, when those guys like hook up with a girl and then they're like bragging about it. I guess that's what it was. I don't really know. But basically, I told my mom what happened and then I tried to immediately block this out of my memory because it was just too painful. This was the beginning of sophomore year of college. You know, I just couldn't deal with it at the time. I had just transferred schools. I'm just, you know, settling in, you know, the schoolwork and stuff. I just did not have the time to be thinking of this traumatic event and being upset over it. So then senior year of college, this somehow comes up again because this one girl was talking to me and my friend and she's telling us how she's not gay, but she likes when girls eat her out or whatever and so then my friend says oh didn't you like get with this girl one time and then I remembered and I was like not by choice and so again I told my mom how my friend reminded me of this and then I tried to block this out of my memory again because it was still too painful two years ago on denim day you know, every time I was hearing the song that was playing when the survivors were sharing their story, you know, it was making me feel like I wanted to cry. And I was like, why is this happening? Like, I wasn't even raped. Um, then after, like, the third day of seeing these videos, I remembered it. And, of course, you know, I tried to block it out again because I love doing that. So, basically, then like last year I got this boyfriend I got a new boyfriend we're started to have I'm like it's causing problems in our relationship when he's like touching me in the way that she was I was getting really nervous and like kind of hyperventilating and it kind of seemed weird and we didn't really know why that was happening and then I know like I just couldn't relax myself and so Eventually, one day, like, he whips out this, like, he had, like, this, I don't even know, body oil stuff. And I think it was because it had, like, these scents that are for the sacral chakra. And he was putting it on me. Basically, I remembered this experience because I think you hold your sexual trauma in, like, your sacral chakra. And so then I told him and then... Another time when, you know, we were hooking up and then um, he was touching me like in the way that she was. And then literally my body relived the experience. And like, I, I think what happened was I thought that I, that he was the boy that I was kissing at the time. But then I also thought that like she was then in the room as well. And so then I... I basically was breathing really heavy and then I opened my I was like stop and then I opened my eyes and then I was literally so relieved that it was my ex-boyfriend because I literally thought that it was like the two of them and it was like it was so crazy and basically another so we kind of try I kind of didn't really like when he would touch me like that because it was triggering me. And then I kind of relived the experience another time. And then basically I ended up breaking up with him. Just, I don't think we were compatible. But, um, 
Yeah, so it's hard when this stuff has an impact on, like, your current relationship or, like, when you're with someone that you think you can trust and your body's like, no, there, this is danger. Even, like, when I'm by myself, like, if I try to, you know, I feel like I'm just afraid and because my body just doesn't feel safe. So it can be annoying when people are like, oh, why don't you just move on, you know, that's in the past. Like, this thing happened, I don't know, four years ago? And it's like, I feel like I try to move on with my mind, but then, you know, like I said, then my body is, like, freaking out. So I think with time, I guess, I'll be able to enjoy sexual activities. Um, You know, I saw someone who's, like, a sexual trauma therapist or something on tiktok who's saying like some people will avoid sex but then like avoidance isn't healing and then you heal by like you know facing your triggers so i guess you just have to when you find a loving partner that cares about you and is patient with you eventually you'll your body will learn that it's safe but to be honest now i'm a little bit nervous to get a new boyfriend because of the fact that I had relived this experience with my ex-boyfriend, and it was like, oh my god, you know, before my ex-boyfriend, I didn't, I wasn't reliving the experience, I think because of the fact that I had blocked it out, and I also was only having sex with people if I was high, or drunk, but mostly high, you know, and now that I haven't been smoking weed, so like, with my ex, we were, we were only having sober sex, so like, I guess the other trauma is coming up because you're not, I wasn't blocking it out. I feel like a lot of the sexual assault survivor stories are heteronormative. It's a lot of guy rapes a girl, and then sometimes you have a girl rapes a guy. I don't really see any guy rapes guy, girl rapes girl. And I'm sure that this does happen. I guess maybe it adds some more shame that people don't want to share their story. And I guess part of the reason is, like, you know, I didn't want to make women look bad, you know? I mean, it's not my fault that a woman did this to me, like, but I guess I just felt bad, like, I was putting a bad name onto women if I had said something about her. And then, I guess, putting a bad name onto gay people, too, like... I don't even know, like, these crazy things that I think. But, and sometimes I think, like, is it better or worse that it was a woman, you know? Would it have still felt the same and hurt the same? I mean, probably, yeah. But that was just something that, I guess, made me a little bit more hesitant to share my story. Even though if it was a guy, like, I probably still would be afraid to share my story. I think that when I bottle things up inside and I keep them a secret, that's when I start to have shame about it, which is why I wanted to make this episode in order to release my shame. And I think also, like, by saying this story, reading this poem, like, I'm telling myself that it wasn't my fault, you know, because if I had thought it was my fault, then I would continue, continue to bottle this up inside and keep it a secret. So, I have another poem that I wrote that I'll read to you guys. This is called, I don't like talking about it because it hurts too bad. I don't like talking about it because it hurts too bad. 
Hearing this story out loud shows me that it was real, that it was not just one of my many paranoid thoughts with no basis in reality, that it was not one of my crazy delusions. It was real life. I bottle it up inside because it still hurts. If I'm not talking about it, it means it still bothers me. If I talk about it, it means I'm getting closer to moving on. But do people ever really move on, fully on, with all parts of them, with all of their body? Or are there hurt parts that still linger, who cry inside every time you bring it up? I don't like talking about it because it hurts too bad. Sometimes I think it hurts the person I'm telling it to more than me. So I bury it deep inside of me, hoping I'll never have to dig it back up again. But I always have my shovel with me. People try to take away my shovel. They don't want me digging up the past. But I still have my bare hands that work just as good. You cannot take my hands that know how to dig away from me. If only they knew how to protect themselves too. I don't like talking about it because it hurts too bad. But I'll paint about it. I'll draw about it. I'll dance about it. I'll write a poem about it. But God forbid I talk about it. I think that sometimes when I try to bring this up, my mom is like, oh, this still bothers you. And it's kind of invalidating because it's like, what does she think? It's like, that's such a casual, normal day activity that like, why would I still think about this? And it's not even that I don't even think about this every day. It's because of the fact that I kept shoving it back down, you know, and then when I remember it again, it's like, oh, shit. So what I'm doing now is I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be running from this trauma anymore. I have to face it and sit with the feelings, right? I obviously never allowed myself to feel anything about this because I immediately was blocking it out, right? I shoved all the feelings about it back into my body. You know, I never allowed myself to cry about it. I started to cry when I relived the experience with my ex, but then all of a sudden he started crying And then I immediately stopped crying because I felt like I had to comfort him and it was somehow about him. And so, yeah, what I've been doing now is I've been trying to dance away the pain, you know, dance these emotions out of my body. Dancing is something that I really like doing and it does help me. So when I start to feel upset, you know, just show compassion for myself and just start dancing about it. So that might be something that could help you dance through the pain, do whatever movements feel right. You know, it's not about being a good dancer. It's about letting these emotions flow through you. If you want to want to if you want to cry about it, you can cry, too. You can scream, do anything that you can to get these emotions out of you. You don't want to keep them stored inside your body. You could also maybe write a poem about it or create some type of art. When I remembered that this happened, one of the times it was when I was first starting to learn about manifesting. So then I was blaming myself that I manifested this happening because of being in a low vibration. And because I was in the vibration of shame, I manifested this to happen to bring even more shame into my life. So, yeah, that didn't make me feel great, but... Then I decided later what I was like a few years later, I decided I was going to think, you know, this was God's plan. And, you know, before I was born, I decided that this girl was going to sexually assault me. And so this, I think, made me feel better than thinking I had manifested it because it was kind of like if this was meant to happen, then there's nothing I could have done to prevent it from happening and that it wasn't my fault. And that, like, even if I didn't go to this party or whatever, 
there w- she would find another way to somehow sexually assault me, right? But, you know, then there's no really, there's no proof that I chose this before birth. So what I'm doing now is just letting the situation just be what it is, you know? You don't need to make meaning out of everything. Why did this happen? I don't know, because it just happened and some people are mean and they violate others and it's not right. But all I can do now is accept that this happened and just show compassion for myself, release the blame I've had on myself, you know, forgive myself for blaming myself for this happening, forgive myself for keep telling myself to get over it and shove these feelings away, forgive myself for not letting me feel, you know? Sometimes I try to make meaning out of everything, but sometimes there is no meaning for it, you know? Things just happen, and that's life. And you just have to continue to love yourself despite all these things. So with healing from any type of trauma, you know, and I talked about this in another episode about healing is changing a pattern, So the pattern for me would be like when this happened, I felt powerless. I felt like my body wasn't mine. I felt like my body belonged to other people. My body is for everybody, but not me. So to heal, I would have to start thinking I'm powerless. I'm in charge of my own body. My body belongs to me. And then I would just have to do things that make me feel that way. Do things that make me feel powerful. Do things that make me feel like... I have autonomy over my own body. And then I think also like learning to say no is a good step. And it doesn't even need to be in relation to sexual activities. But like say someone asks you to hang out and you don't want to, you know, saying no. If someone wants you to do something you don't want to do, just saying no. You know, I feel like that can help helps me to feel powerful as well. And I think with dancing, it makes me feel like I'm in control of my body and in control of my movements. And I think that exercising helps also to help you feel like you're in control of your body. And I also want to talk about forgiveness. I see sometimes people try to rush into forgiveness and they're like, oh, you need to forgive your abuser and all this stuff. You know, I think that if you do choose to forgive, that's definitely the last step in healing. But... So I I saw something that this guy, um, Shaman Derek, said, and he was saying that he doesn't forgive anybody because it puts you guys in a hierarchy, like, I'm right, you're wrong, and then you're bound to the situation for life. Something like that. So he doesn't forgive people, he just accepts what happened, you know? So that's what I'm trying to do now, just accept what happened. I don't need to forgive this person. And it's not about them, you know, it's about me and it's about releasing these emotions and loving myself despite this event happening. And thank you so much for listening to my story. I hope this helped you to feel less alone. Just remember that it's not your fault that this happened. Some people are just mean and they're cruel and they take advantage of others and it's not right. You did not deserve that to happen. Just focus now on allowing yourself to feel through these emotions and dancing the pain away. And just keep telling yourself it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. Have an amazing day. 
When I learn some more healing tips, I'll definitely make another episode about that. Bye!